What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 50 of the Lukewarm Games podcast, your weekly source for unique perspectives on all things video games and pop culture. As always, I'm your host, Luke Lewis, and this week I am once again joined by the podcast and powerhouse of Animal Crossing, Claire Helmberger. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Happy to be here. Claire, what episode is it? It's episode 50. Woohoo. The 50 Spectacular. The is f- what I'm referring the 50 to it as. Spectacular. It's going to be a banger, yeah, to say the least. Um, yeah, just right at the top, I just want to thank everybody who has listened to our podcast in the last year. It's been a ton of fun putting together. As I said last week with Joseph and Jacob, we've made a ton of great friends through podcasting, and mm-hmm. we're just really excited to keep going. I have a ton of announcements I'll be making in the coming weeks about content adjustments, both to our Patreon and just to our kind of content rollout in general mm-hmm. that I'm really excited about. Um, we're recording on my brand new computer. Yay! Which I'm very excited. I've joined very the exciting. PC Master Race, you know, TurboTax, updating my drivers, playing Minesweeper, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Have you done any of those things since getting this computer? Oh, all of them, you know, like Have just you? constantly. Have you? Yeah. No. Even though no. we already filed our taxes? Not at all. Okay, that's what I thought. Just checking. Um, but conceptually, it's ready. Yeah, it's ready it, to go. I, I have played other things, though, and this computer is awesome, and it's made editing such a breeze, and it works so fast, and it loads things. For context listeners, I've been editing our podcast for the last year on a very slow, very old HP laptop that has really done its best. So I want to give credit yeah. where credit's due, but man, is it a joy to edit on a computer. That doesn't spontaneously crash sometimes? Yeah, yeah. that just works, and Every it's 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 nice. Or... It's nice. Yeah. Anyway, so shout out to that. Um, but we have quite an episode planned. It's a little different than our usual segmented show. Um, I thought it would be really fun, because around big milestone numbers, I am a big fan of lists and ranking things, and debating what's better than X game or movie or that sort of thing. So along those same lines, months ago I came up with the concept, for this episode, we are going to rank the top 50 most influential games of all time. So we're going to talk about the games that have had the greatest influence on the industry, but with that we're going to talk about the games that have kind of influenced us as gamers in the space, And obviously, Claire and I haven't played every single game that has been included on, say, a Game Informer list or an IGN or Polygon list, but we're going to do our best to dig into our gaming history and pull out a variety of games from different generations that have meant something to us and that we think have influenced the industry in a significant way. Mm -hmm. And since it's episode 50, we are going to narrow our list down to 50 games. So we're going to start just, we'll take turns. I have a Google Doc open here, and we're just going to assemble a list. We haven't discussed what games we want to include on this list ahead of time. We're going to make this totally cold, Mm -hmm. you know, um, no preparation talking between us. I've obviously been, like, jotting down some games in my head that I want to include. Yeah. Um, So we're just going to make a list. We'll probably have well over 50, and then the second part of the show will really start to narrow down what's our 50, and then after that... Let's kind of order and rank our 50, if you will. So in no particular order, let's just start listing some games. Claire, what is your first game you would like to throw in for consideration into our 50 most influential games of all time list? 
Um, this is going to be kicking off a theme for me mm-hmm. in terms of games that are going to be on this list that I'm going to include on this list. For me, sure. the first thing that comes to mind is obviously the very first Super Mario Bros. A classic. Has to be included on the list. Absolutely. And listeners, I apologize if my keyboard clicking during this episode is a bother, but, you know, this is an organic, unnatural episode, so yeah, this is what yeah. we're going for. But if it is an issue, let me know, and I, going forward, will not do it. Yeah. But for now, I think it's fine. Um, so we got Super Mario Bros., excellent choice. I'm going to throw out The Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. on NES, just to get the... These are the softballs, you know what yeah. I mean? We got to get... You got to get the obvious ones. Um, I think we have to include, for the same reason that the original Super Mario Bros. is included, we have to include the Donkey Kong first. Donkey Kong? Very like first. the arcade Yeah, the arcade version. cabinet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely worth discussing. Donkey Knog. Yeah, I can't spell sometimes. Thank you, autocorrect. <laughs> cool. Um, I'm going to throw out Halo Combat Evolved. Okay. Like I said, in no particular order, as one of my favorite shooters and especially a very influential game in Mm -hmm. the console shooter space developing that space so i think it definitely deserves a spot somewhere on this list yeah Um, what's your next one my next one once again i said you're gonna notice a theme mario 64 has to be on the list um it's just i mean it defines the 3d platformer platformer. like yeah and it still holds up playing it yes. on the All-Star collection like it's still really fun. Yeah. So and the level absolutely. design is still really clever and yes. yeah, totally that deserves it. Um I will throw out Grand Theft Auto 3. Okay. As just introducing that Rockstar open world formula. Mhm. I'm going to this will this will probably be my last of the uh, Mario's, but I think that we also have to include Super Mario Galaxy for many of the same reasons as Mario 64, because it really innovated what is possible with 3D platforming um, in a lot of really creative ways, and it also still holds up, um, and it was also just really influential for me personally. It's oh, one yeah. of It's one of the first games that wasn't like a goofy computer game I played as a kid where I was like, playing hours and hours and hours of this game where i was obsessed with it and it's one of those things too that like as someone who played it for the first time when it came to switch you can definitely see the brilliance and the level design and the different mechanics and how the pacing of how they're constantly throwing new things at you with the gravity mechanics and the different things but it like teaches you how to do it and then it gets more advanced but it also none of the like I don't want to say gimmicks because I feel like gimmicks has a negative connotation, but you know what I mean in the sense the different gameplay things you're doing never overstay their welcome. It's like Mm -hmm. just the right amount of learning to do something, executing it in a level, and moving on. Yeah, you learn to do something, you execute it, and then it comes back at your later level in a more challenging way, and then you get to, like, the final levels, which I didn't realize as a kid because I, you know, played the whole thing. But um, upon replaying it when it came to Switch... I realized that you actually don't have to play the most difficult levels to p- beat the game if, oh, really? you, if you just complete the first set of worlds, like, 100%. Hmm. You don't have to do any of the really crazy hard stuff, um, which is nice and user-friendly for the younger players um, who, like I did, really struggle with those more complicated levels. But, but yeah, yeah they, they really take those mechanics and make you do the most with them. So I absolutely stand that game for sure. Definitely. Um, next I'm going to throw out Portal, mm-hmm. just as one of my favorite puzzle games, exceptional writing, 
novel concept. Love it. I'm going to throw out Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for its innovation I'm within the Legend of Zelda canon series. I think just as far as also it being a launch title on yeah. Switch was such a defining thing and between playing that game and handheld, that was such a novel experience and just the world design of really executing the go anywhere, do anything uh -huh. in whatever order you want and the sense of discovery. Yeah. That obviously was established in the first Zelda, but on such a grand scale in Breath of the Wild that I mm -hmm. definitely think it deserves a spot somewhere on the list. For sure. Um, I'm having like a hard time narrowing down like a next game to say because I just have like dozens of titles yeah. rolling just start, around. Just start yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I'm gonna throw out. I'm gonna throw out another Halo game, Halo Two. Mm -hmm. Um, just because I think that was one of the first games I ever played online. Mm -hmm. with Xbox Live on the original Xbox, and I, th I think that game was a turning point for online console shooters, leading then into Rainbow Six, leading into Call of Duty on the 360, then the next generation. There, But it all started with Halo 2, so I feel like if we're talking about influential games, that's definitely yeah, for sure. in the conversation. Um, I'm really on, like, a Nintendo theme. That's kind of how I'm thinking yeah, no. about it. Um, so... And that's, like, kind of your bread and butter, too, even though you've played bit, yeah. a lot of other stuff, but... A little bit, yeah. yeah um, yeah. I think when we're talking about, like, games that really innovated, I think that we have to throw out the, um, you know, we saw the Wii with, like, kind of mastering the motion controls in a way that hadn't been seen up until that point on other consoles, and it just rocked the world. And we've talked about it before on the podcast, but I think we have to include Wii Sports. You got the bowling, you got the tennis. It just, it was a phenomenon, and it opened the way for so much uh, motion controls to be included in games that... Yeah, yeah, I think that was the first and only console where, like, you didn't really need to buy many more games when the Wii first right. came out. Like, Wii Sports was a pretty self-contained, like, me and my family are going to play this forever. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't played it in years, but it, I just, I have an iconic memory of playing it with, well, iconic for me personally, you know yeah. what I mean? But playing it with my mom and dad and the golf game after yeah, spending yeah. hours designing our Miis mm -hmm, to then go mm -hmm. and play the golf game. Like, it was so fun. I mean, kids these days still know the Me Channel music because it's like iconic and that's, yeah. it's like a meme now. They never they have yeah, never no, played I on like Wii that. before, but they pick. know it. <laughs> that's a really good pick. Um, I'm gonna throw out Batman: Arkham Asylum. Okay. I think one of the first really, really incredible licensed mm -hmm. games. We okay. had a lot of fun superhero games throughout the years, whether it was on. Super Nintendo to I remember loving the Spider-Man game on the original PlayStation from Neversoft. Like, there were good superhero games, but not to the level of care that was put into Batman Arkham right. Asylum, whether it was the story, whether it was graphically, how they shaped the environments and the world, the characters that they included, the way you explored yeah. the environments, the combat. Like, it's just a perfect game, in my opinion, and it kicked off Rocksteady's games, and I think it also inspired Insomniac Spider-Man games, and mm -hmm. created this kind of renaissance for these incredible superhero games, so I gotta include Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah, for sure. Um, in the, in the realm of, excuse me. You're good. <clears throat> frog in my throat. Um, in the realm of games that... Uh, use licenses in mm -hmm. a really creative way. I'm going to throw in Kingdom Hearts, the original Kingdom Hearts, which I feel like was at least, you know, in my experience, the first time we saw those beloved 
characters, whether it was like Mickey and Donald and Goofy, or like yeah. the actual characters from the movies, like Little Mermaid and stuff, um, yeah. in a game in like a way that was narratively interesting and not just a rehashing of the movies and like levels or like a computer game that you get you know, sure um, to play through the through the story of the movie. And also for me, I want to include it on this list because it was the first game I actually played on a console. I had the um, computer games, like I said, when I was a kid, and the like. I had a Game Boy Advance, but this was the first. The PS2 we got was it with the, the first, PS2, like, family system. and for yeah, sure, that was kind of my first console video game. So, for me and my own personal evolution, I have to include it too. Yeah, I think it's a it's a significant significant release too to discuss the collaboration of like the Final Fantasy gameplay style with. Right the Disney license and how big of a deal that was at the time and honestly still is. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who didn't play them at the time but played them later, like, they're still really cool games. I will say the, the story's convoluted as all hell, but <laughs> it's a very interesting series right. that I, I definitely think deserves to be discussed. Yeah. Cool. Um, next, I'm going to throw out Assassin's Creed 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Assassin's Creed is definitely... a a very influential game and in what it kicked off, but I think two is just the better game. I think going to Venice and exploring Italy as Ezio is just something I'll always remember. The parkour system that was once again established in the first game, but I think really refined in the second game. Um, I just had so much fun playing this game and I think it really kicked off what Ubisoft games are now with the Uh large map where you're exploring environments, you're doing your story missions, you have different side quests, you're exploring new areas, collecting objects and things like that. Like it set up this formula that they're using in all of their games, whether it's Far Cry, whether it's Assassin's Creed, whether it's, you know, even Ghost Recon to an extent, like Mm -hmm. all of these games are based on the formula that was kind of established within Assassin's Creed. So I want to throw yeah. that out as, like, the Ubisoft open-world game right on. that I'll hang my hat on. All right, nice. Um, I'm going to throw out... Oh, I just had it, and now it's gone. What was it? Oh, um, this is going to be our first mobile game on the list. Mobile. Mobile. Uh, Pokemon Go. Ooh, I like for that. It, for all of its, you know... I mean... We don't need to say it, but I'll say it. <laughs> that the um, the way it brought people together, the way that it like was such a phenomenon when it first oh, came totally. out, and it was like cross generational, and it got people into Pokemon mm-hmm. who had never been into Pokemon before, got people to like revisit the series who had you know played with the cards as a kid or what have you. Um, it was just it was a phenomenon. Totally. And I think that it has brought people to Pokemon that weren't interested before and now are playing the newer releases of the games, which are also, um, you know, every, every couple of them are doing something new, too. So I'm going to throw that one out there. Awesome. Love that pick. I'm going to throw out one that I honestly am surprised I waited this long to even mention. <laughs> um, Super Metroid on Super Nintendo, I think, mm-hmm. is what established that Metroid genre where... You're exploring, you're finding areas that you can't quite access yet, and then you're coming back to those areas mm-hmm. once you've explored further in other areas of the game. I think the pacing is still incredible, the music is still incredible, the art style, um, and I just think that style of gameplay influenced so many games. Even jumping to a previous one I mentioned, Batman Arkham Asylum was heavily influenced, I believe, yeah. by Metroid and Super Metroid with the backtracking and... 
how it makes backtracking fun because you remember that place that you couldn't access, but now that you right. have that specific weapon or gadget, you can go back and access that area and things mm -hmm. like that. I, I just think it's so compelling and so fun. So got to include that. Yeah, for sure. Um, the next one I want to include is Stardew Valley uh, because oh, I love this game. Um, I think it... It definitely wasn't, like, the first of its kind or anything, mm -hmm. but I think it had, like, this huge mass appeal for the kind of game where you are... It's just chill. <laughs> um, and the point of the game is that it's relaxing and fun, and there's so many things that you can do, but, like, the stakes are really low for the most part. Um, so I think that, yeah, that one's got to be included. And it was also just made by... I mean, it was made by one guy, right? Yeah. Um, it's, which The story of yeah. that game is just so cool yeah. and the success he's found, and I think... It also, I think, inspired a lot of indie yeah, developers. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a great pick. Um, next, I am going to throw out... Oof. Once again, I'm getting all bogged down by which game to throw out next. Um, I think Call of Duty Modern Warfare has to be on this list as well. Um, I'm not the biggest Call of Duty fan, but I think just from a pure innovation perspective as far as online shooters go and the way they utilized Xbox Live at the time just revolutionized the way people squat up for these games. And mm. I don't think we'd have Battle Royale titles at, like Apex or even Fortnite or Call of Duty Warzone. I don't think we'd have any of that if it hadn't been for what Call of Duty 4 did yeah. at the time. Speaking of which, I'm kind of going to jump off that and I'm going to throw out Fortnite. Um, because, it, like you said, it, it definitely was, the way was paved for it, but I think yeah. it, it also then in turn, like, blew the genre open, um, wide open. And it's just been, like, Pokemon Go, just a total phenomenon. It, and it's so interesting how they keep innovating mm -hmm. on it. Um, as someone who was skeptical at Fortnite at the time and, and has kind of become one of its biggest stands in recent, the last year, I would say, it's so cool how... They can pull you back in with whether it's a new outfit or item of a character that you've been waiting to play as, whether it's new gameplay mechanics, like in this recent season, you're fighting aliens and you can get an alien spaceship and you're flying around and you can like abduct people in your alien spaceship and use yeah. the like tractor beam and just wacky stuff that like the game's been going on since 2017 and we, we're still getting like right new and wild things and it's it being free to play i think changed the landscape of gaming yeah. in a sense of what people view free to play as how much content you can put out for free yeah. and still make a compelling experience and the way they've now structured their battle pass where you can use your points to earn rewards that you want and it, I don't know. I just think it's a really brilliant model, yeah, and I definitely sure. think it should be celebrated. Yeah. It's also just had such an impact on pop culture in general, like, outside of gaming, um, with, like, the dances and everything that mm -hmm. just, it's totally ubiquitous. So, yeah. Fortnite. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to throw out um, Rock Band as one that I loved playing Beatles rock band oh, yeah, specifically with band. my family because we loved the Beatles. I loved playing Guitar Hero World Tour was one mm -hmm. we had. But I obviously I think rock band is Guitar Hero started it, but I think rock band accelerated everything into true mainstream where uh -huh. 
you're playing with your friends or your family, you got a person on drums or bass, guitar, and a singer, and you're all collaborating together in just such a fun way. And I just can think of so many birthday parties where we just, like, ordered pizza and we hung out and we played rock band. Right. And I want to go back to it so bad, but the instruments are so expensive to get a hold of now that (laughs) it's just, like, I can't. But I love that game. I have so many fond memories of that game, and I think it defined that for sure. Type of Definitely. like party game mm-hmm. for the time. Yeah, for sure. Gotta have that one on the list. I was just remembering I saw someone carrying like a backpack full of them at the airport. Really? On our la- That's on hilarious. Our trip home. Like we were it was when we were waiting for a flight after it got delayed and the people came off the airplane and this this woman had a backpack with three of them sticking out. Oh, I recognized one of them as one that I had had as a kid too. And it was That's just, funny. Yeah. It was kind of funny. Yeah, I remember, I remember having, like, the full band set up, and yeah. my parents, we, got, the... we got rid of it at some point when I was in high school, and we just weren't playing it anymore, yeah. and, you know, you live, and we had a two-bedroom apartment, but it was like, you don't have room for this giant drum set yeah. if you're not going to use it, you know? We kept it for as long as it made sense, and yeah. now, in hindsight, these guitars and things are selling for, like, $150 on eBay or whatever because people can't get a hold of them, and it's just I think, nuts. I think my mom still has two of them, but I can't speak to how well they actually work. That's fair. That's fair. We'll have to investigate that <laughs> after the show. Um, Indeed. Um, okay, so you threw out Rock Band. Yeah, what's your next pick? I was going to go... I had had the thought to include this one, go all the way back to the beginning, and I think we would be remiss to not include the iconic Pong on our list of most influential games. Sure. Um, And it was another game that is, like, ubiquitous in the culture with, like, the early gaming and, like, references it. And throughout pop culture, it's like Wally, you know? (laughs) Um, Totally. And it was just, I mean, it paved the way for all these other games. Along similar lines, but a little later, I'm going to throw out Tetris. Oh, yeah. Just as the OG puzzle game that has seen so many iterations. And I'm just putting Tetris as a blanket statement. And I think from that, we can extrapolate whatever version of Tetris you are incredibly fond of. Mm -hmm. That's the version (laughs) we're throwing in there. The Game Boy version was great. I loved the iPhone version. Mm -hmm. At the time, using the touchscreen was a really novel idea. I think Tetris 99 on the Switch is brilliant yeah. in, a, in a different ways, but just co- Tetris as a concept. And yeah. every entry, I think, depending on what was your, like, first entry into the series, I think mm-hmm. holds a special place for people. So Yeah, definitely. Gotta have Tetris. Um, the next one I'm going to throw out is Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. And I, I know that it wasn't the first of its... It's not the first Elder Scrolls to do what it did, but it was the first one that I played. Um, so for me, it felt like an innovation, um, and I just like loved the open world and all the gameplay mechanics. And it, for it, like with um, Super Mario Galaxy, like I am including it on this list because of what it did for me as a gamer, totally. um, as much as what it did for video games themselves. Um, and I just like sunk my teeth into this game. Yeah, and so I think I, I think I got to include it. Yeah, I think. I, I played um, Oblivion, the previous game. Uh, that was my first Elder, Elder Scrolls game, but I definitely enjoyed Skyrim more, so I would yeah. give it that edge. But just that whole series in general really defined, similar to Breath of the Wild, but kind of, I think, inspired Breath of the Wild 
the concept of, oh, look, there's a mountain over there way in the distance. You can walk to that mountain and climb it. Yeah. Little touches like that. You see a dragon flying way off in the sky. You're going to encounter that dragon at some point. Like, what's that tower over there? I'm going to go explore. Just the sense of wonder and the, like, the way it plays off of your curiosity and rewards you for being curious and exploring, I think is just next level in terms of level design and world building and whatnot. For sure. That's a great pick. Um, Along those same lines of building... um, giant worlds that are memorable for different reasons i want to throw out red dead redemption 2 Mm -hmm. and it's tough because i personally prefer red dead redemption 1 not from a technical perspective i just think i personally enjoyed the story i thought it was very striking since red dead 2 was a prequel the story didn't grab me as much even though the writing was incredible but i ultimately knew what was going to happen if that makes sense Um, so it didn't have that same surprise factor that the original game had for me at the time. Um, but just in terms of world design, I think it's one of the most realistic feeling games ever. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's an action title, but it's really at its heart an RPG that you're living and experiencing this world. And I know your brothers and my dad have gotten lost for Mm -hmm. hours and hours and hours just exploring and hunting and living and existing and the world of Red Dead Redemption 2, so I think it deserves a spot on the list just for that alone. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, I've been toying with whether this game belongs on the list because I'm not sure the extent to which it has influenced other games, but I, like, really like it, and I feel like it does a lot of the things these other games have talked... We've talked about with the other games. Um, But for me, I, I think... Maybe it doesn't make it into the top 50, but I'm going to throw out Subnautica because it, you know, it does that thing of you see that thing in the distance and you can go explore it and it's so deep. And I mean that in full pun um, intended, but there, there's just, um, there's a lot of depth to the game totally. and it's like, it's an indie title, but it really um, doesn't show it most of the time, I would say. Um, like it, it just feels so polished and so... Um, just like incredibly thorough. I don't know. Um, I and I just I love it. So I think the way that game introduces just different layers to the gameplay the is also really yeah. interesting. Like you start the game and you think it's like a story based survival game, which it is to an extent. But there's also this whole sim sim building aspect to it. There's also not to spoil anything, but kind of a horror aspect to it in a sense that you're exploring these deep dark parts of the ocean and you don't know what you're going to encounter it's also really relaxing and beautiful at times so it it encapsulates all these different it's like a roller coaster of emotions but i think it's a really interesting game but definitely deserves a spot and it does great things with like environmental storytelling and like you're uncovering the mystery as you explore the world and it just feels so natural um to do it and um like i said it's so deep like you can just go down forever it seems like sometimes um and i also especially with the first game specifically think it it does a lot with um exploring the extent to which you can have a really deep story with um like very few character interactions for sure very few to none interactions between your protagonist and 
other characters. So um, that is that is Subnautica. Awesome. Um, my next pick is going to come as no surprise. I haven't included <laughs> any PlayStation like exclusives as of yet on the list, but as a huge PlayStation fan, I got to throw out The Last of Us. And with this pick, I'm kind of encapsulating Last of Us 1 and 2 into one entry because I kind of think of that story as a unified yeah. thing. But I just think from a storytelling perspective, especially those games are groundbreaking in the way of conveying real emotion and what yeah, the yeah. Naughty Dog did with motion capture. I also love the gameplay, whether you're choosing to play a stealth or action. I think the music is incredible and the way they interweave music into the story, I think is very impactful in video games and, I don't need to talk much more about this because I think there's like two dozen hours of me <laughs> talking about The Last of Us true, on the true. internet. But I I love the series and it's one of my favorites, so I got to include it on the list. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in the vein of storytelling, I am going to throw out Life is Strange. Ooh, good pick. And I was thinking about whether I wanted to throw out Tell Me Why instead because I feel like Tell Me Why takes the mechanics, not the exact same mechanics, obviously, but like the... Um, kind of storytelling that is done in Life is Strange. Yeah. And I feel like almost perfects it. Like, I prefer Tell Me Why. Um, but I think that Life is Strange paved the way and was really um, influential yeah. and created the opportunity for that game to exist. So I'm going to throw out the original I feel like I prefer Life is Strange for the novelty of... Because, like, obviously we had had games like the Telltale ser- games and different, right. like, choose-your-own-adventure type experiences. But... I feel like the way the first Life is Strange integrated Max's power, Max's powers, yeah, and then also the photo mechanic and yeah. different little things and the just very unique vibe to that game with the indie soundtrack and mm. it's also very beautiful. The art style is really striking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Tell Me Why a lot too, but I think I I really appreciate Tell Me Why more from like a representation perspective mm. than like a memorable narrative mm-hmm. to an extent. Fair enough. I don't know. I it, It's hard to say because I, I love all of Don't Nod's games and I think mm-hmm. they're unique for different reasons. But yeah, yeah that's a great pick. Um, next, I'm going to throw out, I think I'm going to throw a Mass Effect here. Okay. Um, and I'm going to, unlike my thing with um, Last of Us, I'm going to put Mass Effect 2 personally because I think while the whole, whole series is fantastic, I think 2 is where we really started to see, oh, wait a second, all the choices we made in Mass Effect 1 are affecting how Mass Effect 2 is playing out. And we got mm-hmm. to see the repercussions of those choices in a really big way. I think it also has the most refined gameplay. And just the way you're, without spoiling, because you, st- you haven't finished the series right. yet, so you're still working your way through it. The way you build up your crew and you go on these loyalty missions to meet the members of your crew and recruit mm-hmm. people is just so awesome. Every single person in that game has a unique story and they're all compelling for different reasons. And that game made side quests some of my favorite parts of a, mm-hmm. a game, which in a AAA game like that rarely happens for right. me. And that game, it was like the side quests were the star of the show because mm-hmm. I wanted to get to know those different crew members. Yeah. Um, so Mass Effect 2. Awesome. Um, I'm going to throw out another M game, um, mm. Minecraft. Minecraft, ooh, good pick. Um, which kind of speaks for itself, uh, but it 
obviously was very influential in terms of games where people can just go into a world and create endlessly. Um, and what with the realms and people collaborating on worlds together, it's just kind of opened the doors for people's like endless imagination and like what it looks like when uh, <laughs> even one person or a group of people think of something that would be cool to build and they put their minds to it and they just they make it happen within a game um, it's kind of inspiring to is, see all the yeah. different things that have been created whether it's like recreating like historic landmarks like the pure the right egyptian pyramids or i remember during covid there was a news story i read where i think it was some students in japan that were disappointed their graduation ceremony was canceled so they built their school mm -hmm. in minecraft so that yeah. people could attend a virtual <laughs> graduation so cool. that they had put together in Minecraft, which I just mm -hmm. thought was amazing. And and there there are these people who, I can't remember what, what country it is, but there's a country where there's a bunch of literature that's banned, um, you know, authoritarian regime kind of place. And people use Minecraft. They went and they put into the world through, like, signs and books and whatever. Mm -hmm. They put the books in there so people can go into the Minecraft world and find it and and read the books. That's awesome. Um, and it's just, I think it's the perfect antidote to the argument of video games make you violent. It's like this video game creates such, um, it's just like the, the, the perfect example of no, video games don't make you violent. Video games are a place where people can come together and be endlessly creative and just shows like the best sure. part of human nature. It makes me think of um friend of the show, Zach Hartzman, who is always advocating for video games to be used in a classroom. Mm -hmm. A game like Minecraft is solely about creating. You know what I yeah. mean? Okay, yeah, you can punch a tree or punch a pig or whatever, but, like, the point... That's not, not the point of the game. I'm not saying it's non-violent, but, I, like, how people play it. That was more like, just yeah. me throwing it out there as a <laughs> joke. But, like, there's so many positive, beneficial things you could do with Minecraft and allowing yeah. someone to express themselves. Or I've also read a lot of studies that say that Minecraft helps people deal with, um, you know, mental illness or anxiety because yeah. they're able to process things in a certain way and create things at their own pace and, like, experience this world in their own yeah. way. So I think that's Perfect. really incredible, too. Yeah. Good pick, good pick. Um, I'm going to throw out next... Let's keep the PlayStation train rolling. God mm -hmm. of War from okay. Sony yeah. Santa Monica. Um, this is the 2018 God of War for me. Once again, just a really remarkable story of how they took a character from the PS2 and 3 games that I didn't really care all that much about. And by the end of the game, I really cared about Kratos and Atreus and their journey. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just a very poignant game. And it, it's a very simple game uh, in terms of the arc of the story. You're traveling to scatter Atreus's mother's ashes. Mm -hmm. That's it. And that's the, the arc of the game. And without spoiling, a lot of events happen surrounding right. that. But, like, I just think it's a really well-written game. The combat is incredible visually. It's stunning. Um, it's one of my favorite games of the PS4 generation, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. So I, I got to throw that in there. Nice. Um, the next one I'm going to throw out is a game that I feel like is kind of both influential and also like a representation of how the games that came before it like kind of culminated in um, a really great 
playing experience. So I think Mario Kart needs to be on this list somewhere. Sure. And the iteration that I think should be on the list is the Wii version, Mario Kart Wii, which I feel like um, took the mechanics that had been successful in the previous iterations of the game and um, kind of perfected them, but then also introduced like 3D mechanics and um, like the loop-de-loops and stuff. Sure. That... Um, you know, it, it was innovative in its own mm-hmm. way. That I don't think we've seen that same level of innovation from the um, more recent, from Mario Kart 8. Here's uh, the versions. thing. I'm going to include Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch as my next pick. And when we start, like, narrowing down the list, we can, like, Discuss really compare the two. <laughs> I argue if we're going to pick one, we should include this one just because I think it is the perfect culmination of the series it's in hd the tracks are excellent it incorporates those 3d elements whether it's the gliders going underwater Mm -hmm. i think all of the new tracks that have been added are really fun but i think the revitalized versions of like the old game boy tracks or things like that are really well done and Mm -hmm. celebrate the series in such a special way and i think there being 48 tracks like an evening of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is really awesome because you ne- you really never have to replay the same track if you don't want to. Like, there's mm-hmm. just so much content in that game that I think as a package, it's a really impressive package. Um, I do agree with you, though, that the Wii one was very influential. It's like a getting into the households of people that had a Wii. Like, so many people had a Wii, and I think a lot of people yeah, discovered Mario Kart for the first time. I also think the Super Nintendo one is very influential just from a, this was the first entry in the series and established the kart racer genre. So it's tough, but I personally would throw out Mario Kart 8 just as like the most complete package. I think you could also make the case, I was debating which Smash Bros game I wanted Uh to include and I have a hard time not picking Ultimate just because I think it is the ultimate package in terms of the number of characters, the number of maps just the options to play with the games. Like, it, it's a culmination of the series in the best way. But mm-hmm. at that point, is it influential or has it been influenced by every other right. one in the series? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's... We can discuss it once we start narrowing down the list. And who knows? Maybe they're both on the list. Like, this is our list. We don't have to... Right. There's no rules here, per se. <laughs> I'm just, you know... I'm not trying to play yeah. devil's advocate, but I'm just no, it's, thinking it's out a loud. Good, it's you a, know good, what it's I a mean. good thing to talk through for sure. With that, why don't we put we put Smash Bros. Ultimate? Like, that's the next one on the list for sure. I think there's definitely a Smash Bros. on this game. Yeah. The one, if we didn't include Ultimate, I would say it should be Melee mm-hmm. on the GameCube, personally. was my That was my introduction to the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think... The GameCube controller is also my favorite way to play Smash. I specifically bought a wireless GameCube controller for Switch Uh so that I could play it when Ultimate came out. So I think there is something to be said for that. But I'm going to put Ultimate for now. Okay. And then we can debate that. I say that as I got my signed copy of Ultimate (laughs) behind us in the background. Tim Geddes of Kind of Funny signed it after he got all the spirits at a Kind of Funny (laughs) meet and greet, which he asked, oh, did you get... All the spirits, and I was like, "No, it sounded not fun." And he was like, "No, don't do it. I don't recommend it." I did it though. <laughs> awesome. Much love to Tim. Much, <laughs> yes, indeed, and to that game. First Smash Bros. game where I felt like I could actually be good at it. 
Like, I actually won sometimes. That's a, a good aside. So. When we went to friend of the show, Eric, we went to, I think it was his brother's house for, it was the release weekend of Smash, and he and a bunch of people, we all just got together, and we had, there were like 12 people all playing, and we all took turns playing yeah, eight-player Smash, and it was just, it was rad. It was a really fun time. Fun. And you, you won a couple matches. I did a couple it times, was, yeah. And everybody was like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. Game on. Because it was like a bunch of guys, you know, like, broing out or whatever. All, all super nice dudes. I'm, Eric, I I'm not talking trash by any means. It was it was a great evening, but I yeah, just it thought it was fun. really fun. We all thought it was hilarious that Claire came in and just, like, laid it down. Just 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 one or two times, but it was still fun. I mean, it was better hey, than I past win. experiences. I did, I, well, maybe. I think I won once, and it was, like, almost mm-hmm. by accident. But Yeah. I just, I never, like, my brothers used to have friends over and play Brawl. Um, and I just always got annihilated really and, and made fun of, and I'm just like, I don't want to play this game anymore because I just feel bad when I play it. So that, that's what's kind of like a turning point for me where I could actually enjoy playing the game. Yeah. And it was fun. I think it's one of those fighting games where like, once you find your character that suits you, it's really fun. Yeah. But if you're playing as a bunch of different characters that aren't suited to your play style, like if you're not a sword player, but you're playing with every sword character, it's not going to feel as fun yeah. as it could be if... Sure. Like, I really like playing as Kirby, because you can always jump and bob up and down and always recover really quickly, so mm-hmm. it makes it more fun for me, because I don't feel as punished as if I pick, like, a Link or a more traditional sword combat character. Uh-huh. Anyway. For sure. Smash aside, <laughs> um, is it your next pick or my next that pick? That was my pick, so okay, you're you, up next. Do, 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 I am going to include... I'm going to go with Splinter Cell, the original... Um, I played it on original Xbox, just kind of one of my first introductions into stealth genre, mm-hmm. but just a really great game, and God, do I wish they would just bring back <laughs> Sam Fisher to some extent. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I have to say on that, but I think it definitely defined the stealth genre along with Metal Gear, but as a predominantly Xbox player at the time, I think um, Splinter Cell sticks out in my mind. Right on. I am going to throw out... I'm not sure if this was actually the, the first in the genre or if it was just the first one that I played, um, but I'm going to throw out Lego Star Wars, the original trilogy. Um, I like it. Which um, is just super fun. It just is. And whether or not it was actually like the first Lego game, um, it was definitely, I feel like, the one whose success led to the adaptation of like all these other series is whether it was Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Um, they did the, you know, the prequels yeah. and the sequels and for and Indiana Jones, like all these other games. So And it was just fun. It was. I think it was one that people expected to be bad, but like it it was just a great time and a great family co op game yeah. that was appropriate for all ages. Um I think the first one I believe was actually based on the prequels. And was then it? the yeah. second game is what adapted the original trilogy because i remember the cover specifically okay. with leia was on the cover of the second one and then the first one had like qui-gon and mm-hmm. young well, obi-wan and whatnot we had the game boy advance version for the um prequel trilogy okay. and then we had the original trilogy on wii so that makes sense um because it would have come out later. Yeah, the yeah. timing of that sounds about right. But I did like the Wii version substantially better, for sure. There's just physics felt more refined. So we'll include Lego Star Wars 2? Okay. Okay. Yes. 
it's weird that it's Lego Star Wars 2, but it's the original trilogy, but that gets into a whole can of worms of, like, why is 4 the first Star Wars movie, <laughs> if you look at the canon. Um, yeah, cool, that's a good one. I'm going to throw out another stealth game series that I love, Dishonored. Um, very underrated game. I talk about this game all the time, but I think the way Arcane designed that world, I was just watching... Um, they, Danny O'Dwyer of No Clip did a great documentary about the making of Dishonored 1 and 2, and it's really mm-hmm. interesting to see, like, their process of taking the familiar culture of um, Arcane Leon based in Europe and taking this, like, European culture but twisting it into this steampunk world and mm-hmm. creating this really interesting, diverse world to explore and the story it feels like victorian but also science fiction and yeah it's just it's a really cool game and once again i love how they let you choose how you play it whether you go guns ablaze whether you're utilizing your powers whether you're you're incapacitating people and not actually killing anyone there's non-lethal ways to finish every single mission you don't have Mm -hmm. to kill your assassination targets you can get them arrested you can get them sent uh, like one of them that specifically that they mentioned again in the documentary that i thought was incredible in the game was there are these brothers who own a mine and they're enslaving citizens to work in their mines and there's a way that if you play your cards right you can get their tongues cut out and then they are sentenced to work in their minds for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And no, no one knows it's them because they can't talk because their mm. tongues are cut out. Right. They just have to work in the minds. And, like, weird shit like that where it's, like, the attention to detail in that game is insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. For sure. Very so cool. So Dishonored is one for me. Kind of makes me think of Hitman. Yeah. Ooh, gosh. Should we put Hitman that on? Hitman 3 is really good. I don't um, know. Does it... What, that's the thing. Does of, it hang does with it all these other... Let's as influential. It. It's so recent. That's kind of under my having with this next pick of mine. I I would include it for now just because I th- I don't feel like any sandbox game to that level has had comedy, had me laughing uh-huh. and had me enjoying every moment quite as much as Hitman. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I love Dishonored, but it's a little more serious, whereas Hitman is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And I love it for that, so I'm going to include Hitman okay. 3 as awesome. well. Well, if you're including Hitman 3, then I'm going to include my next pick, even though it's also quite recent. No, please. Um, I, and once again, more of a culmination sure. necessarily than influential, um, but I think Hades does, it, does an absolutely great I, job of... I think it hangs, to yeah, be honest. It, of just perfecting the um, roguelite... Rogue, rogue yep. Uh, um. <laughs> I, I, did, I purposely didn't say the consonant. I just, no, I just okay. drifted off. Um. Yeah, and I just think from a narrative perspective, how it integrates narrative into that genre and makes yeah. each run feel worth your time, like you're really working towards something, and the gameplay is so satisfying, the art style is so satisfying. Yeah. I also love the way that that game rolled out, in a sense, and once again, to plug a no-clip documentary, Hades Developing Hell how they shot the documentary alongside making the game is mm-hmm. really interesting and in how it released in early access on PC and then eventually came in its full form to Switch and now it's coming next month to PS5 and Xbox. And yeah. 
more people get a chance to experience this game, but I just think it's a really special title that definitely stands the test of time, and it's one I always go back to and still enjoy it, and I think it's going to be one that in 10 years I could see myself jumping in and still absolutely loving the game. It's so good. If you haven't played it yet and it's coming to your console play it jump on yeah it's and so now good. now's the time now that it's coming to yeah basically you can play it on every console and pc starting mm-hmm. next month so which is rad so yeah for please, sure please please play <laughs> play it um yeah that's a great pick play hades um i <laughs> sorry i wasn't trying to um what's your next pick Ted? i think i gotta include yeah, once again, it's it's tough. I shouldn't be, like, restricting myself to what we're including now. I should just no, be throwing throw them out. out there, and yeah. then we'll narrow it down. So I'm, I'm going to include Uncharted. I have. Do I include Uncharted 2 or Uncharted 4? Uncharted 2 is the one that I have the more nostalgia for, but Uncharted 4 is the best in the series, I think, from a technical perspective. Well, it's, a, it's one of those things of, like, are we doing the most influential that paved the way or the one that perfected it? Like, it's, a, it's back to the Elder Scrolls Five conversation, right? I'm going to include Un- Uncharted 2 okay. in this case because I think it was... Uncharted 1 is great in terms of, like, establishing, like, wow, a game can feel like a movie. But I think from a technical perspective, Uncharted 2 is leaps and bounds better. I think the set pieces are really interesting. The globetrotting adventure you go on, the variety of settings, like, each chapter is so unique and so cool. Um, So I got to include that one. And then I think it is only made better in Uncharted 4 when they have fewer technical limitations. The game looks even better. The game runs at such an incredible pace and it just never stops the series Mm -hmm. is one of my favorites and just the indiana jones style vibe of this never-ending action movie is awesome so uncharted 2 definitely needs to be on the list um another one that i want to throw out uh is spider-man insomniac spider-man on the ps4 um which i haven't played a terrible amount of but i have um I think they just did absolutely great things with the physics of it and like the swinging from the swinging place to place felt so like incredibly satisfying. Dream. Yeah. It's like it it's like the Spider-Man experience that we spent our childhoods wanting to have that no other game delivered on up until that point. That's me. Yeah, spy- that's game that game is one that like it's the epitome of fun. Yeah. It is absolutely the epitome of fun and it's one of the most I think it's the most fun I've had in a video game was mm-hmm. that first weekend playing all of Spider-Man, just binging it because I couldn't stop. I We were visiting my parents that weekend and I literally brought my PS4 with us so that I could keep playing. Mm-hmm. And my dad walked out into the living room <laughs> to get some water at like almost four in the morning and I had been playing all night. It mm-hmm. was, it, it's a beautiful game. And yeah, I agree that that definitely should be on the list for me. I'm going to throw out another Rockstar game also, um, Grand Theft Auto V, just because I think the scale of that game, the world is so big and it is so detailed and the different biomes you have recreating Los Angeles, whether you're in the city or you're in kind of the desert areas or you're driving up the coastal highway 101. Yeah. It's, it's just so cool. And there, 
uh, akin to Hitman, but even on a larger scale, exploring the sandbox is the majesty of that game and mm-hmm. the crazy scenarios of you're riding a dirt bike down a mountain and then you hit a bear and then mm-hmm. you stumble upon a quest where a guy is selling psychotrophic drugs, <laughs> psychotrophic drugs, that's a word. Um, and you're like hallucinating and then you become a bird cause you took the drugs and just mm-hmm. all this weird shit in the game. Pe- maybe people didn't know about the weird peyote missions. They're a thing. <laughs> it's there. There's so many weird Easter eggs where you're collecting collectibles and finding, there's just so much to uncover in that yeah. game. And yeah, I, I have bought that game on, I think three systems if not four (laughs) and they are doing a ps5 version and will i buy it again it's very possible it's very possible claire yeah Yeah. so i think that deserves a nod hopefully we get a grand theft auto 6 at some point that oof Oof. (laughs) sorry i I won't i won't i won't twist i would love that but it's probably gonna be a while yeah fair enough um well you're waiting for your grand theft auto 6 i'll be waiting for my elder scrolls 6 and we'll just be waiting for our sixes together how about that um the next thing i want to throw out is uh borderlands as as a series um and i think i'm gonna say borderlands 2 because that's the one i've actually played um i'm not sure we played some three we did did some co-op well we did two um Anyway, I can't remember uh, which one is which. Which do you think it should be on the list? Three or two? I think two is the best of the series, okay. personally. I think that's where they like struck gold of the perfect blend of the shooter RPG mechanics they established in the first one, but more environmental variety and mm-hmm. the best weapons and characters in two. I okay, think that's what I thought. Okay. Three felt like more of two but not Mm -hmm. necessarily in a good way okay the humor of borderlands is always kind of hit or miss for folks but i think two encapsulated the best and i also think handsome jack as a villain in two Mm -hmm. was very striking and very compelling so i think two but ultimately i think the series is great i love the rpg-esque mechanics and a shooter being able to squad up with your friends run around i we played quite a bit of three and yeah. it was still a ton of fun just to be able to jump into right. that world together. But I think two is the best of the series. Mm-hmm. If we're going to pick one. I also just think it as a series influential. I mean, we have like ter- tales from the borderlands and now we're getting, Oh, what's the new one called? That's like more of a fantasy setting. I'm totally blanking. It was just oh, announced. Wonderlands. Yeah. Something like that. I think starring tiny Tina, <laughs> Ashley Birch. Um, yeah, which could be cool. Um, I think it looks fun. I just really enjoy these style of games. And I think I got more into these once we started dating because I had like a designated co-op buddy to play with, which was (laughs) really fun. Even though I grew up playing with my dad, but just like, you know, it's always hard to align schedules with folks to be able to play games. So, you know, us living together is a lot easier to be like, hey, do you want to play X game this weekend and making time for it? But um, the Borderlands series is a great series for that. Um, On a completely different tangent i am amazed it took me this long to include this on the list but i gotta throw out bioshock oh yeah yeah um from a storytelling perspective that game was the first game i remember having audio logs in a game where Mm, you were mm -hmm. picking up collectibles that really enhanced how the narrative was shaping up in the game and i also love the gameplay mechanics of alternating between guns and the plasmids and exploring rapture was just breathtaking and i remember playing that iconic demo of bioshock where you see rapture for the first time and 
it was one of those games where I went in absolutely knowing absolutely nothing. It was uh-huh. completely captivated, and I just think there are very few series that have the ability to pull you in right. quite like Bioshock. And I think the first one is definitely the best of the series, mm-hmm. but I think there's something special about all of them. I really even like two that a lot of people... Mm-hmm talk down on a little bit but i think there's a lot to of cool things going on in that game that don't get enough credit so bioshock is has to be on this list has to be right on awesome uh i haven't played any bioshock myself but i've heard so many good things it's so good yeah i'm definitely not gonna say oh it shouldn't be on the list because i obviously think it should be even if i haven't had any first-hand personal experience myself um the next one i want to throw out is horizon zero dawn which i feel like the way that they innovated on making that grass look so pretty for the time. <laughs> like, I remember just having my mind blown by that. Um, that alone. But I think um, it just did some some really great things with, like, the open world and the platforming, like, the exploration yeah. that you got to do and the combat um, was all just really well done. So, uh, and plus the story. Um, yeah. All of it. I think it was also just cool to see... a female protagonist in a sony first party after you know the generation of the nathan drakes and the kratos and i aloy was just a nice change of pace in a a character and i think her story is the most interesting part of that game to me from a narrative perspective and what's going on with her backstory and her you know parents and things like that and how this world came to be and yeah, what a what a what yeah. a game. What a special game. I can't wait for yeah. Forbidden West. And I feel like we we've, we've had a lot more like strong female heroines in video games since then, but I do remember now that you mentioned it at the time being like, "Wow, I'm playing as this female protagonist in third person and she's not wearing skimpy armor and there's not all these like side plots about how she's a woman and blah 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 blah. That's a bad thing or whatever." Like right. she just she just crushes it, and yeah. it it's just, like, I don't know. It was very refreshing, like you said. Totally. Um, Aloy's awesome, for sure. Aloy is awesome. Aloy's awesome. Ellie's awesome. Go, Sony girls. <laughs> for sure. Um, next, I'm going to throw out, um, I have two. I'm going to throw out Alan Wake okay. on the Xbox 360, which was the game remedy made before they made control Mm -hmm. and i just thought it was a really striking game it's always been one that stuck with me since i think the stephen king vibes of the game as you're alan wake the writer writing trying to write your book in this town on vacation but then you end up in this like psychological horror adventure trying Mm -hmm. to find your wife and it's just really well done. The atmosphere, it's another game similar to Bioshock where you're finding pages of Alan Wake's manuscript as you're exploring and mm-hmm. that's enhancing the narrative. And while I think Control is ultimately a better game than Alan Wake, especially from a gameplay perspective, mm-hmm. I just think it paved the way for what that studio is doing now. And right yeah. I just think it's a really interesting game and a really thought-provoking game i don't Mm -hmm. know there's a lot to unpack if you were to play it which i think it'd be fun to do kind of a retrospective look at that game whether it be in a video essay form or a stream that Mm -hmm. we could do or something of that nature i'd I'd like to dig deeper into that one but that's one i i always appreciate um the other one i wanted to throw out is once again 
I'm not sure where this would go on the list or if it hangs, but I want to include Resident Evil 2 Remake. Okay, yeah. Um, and I, I include that even though I know, like, I could include Resident Evil 2, but Resident Evil 2 Remake was the first Resident Evil game that really got its hooks in me, and I think the way they... I haven't completed Resident Evil 2. I've only kind of watched gameplay of the original and video essays and different things, but I just based on what I've seen and read and played of the remake myself, I think it's really special how they took a PlayStation 1 game, revitalized it for a new generation while paying homage, but made it feel like a modern game. Yeah. With the updated map features and things like that. And I just think the game design of that game is incredible. And the puzzle design is really interesting and harkens back to that Metroid style gameplay where Mm -hmm. you're finding an item to unlock a new part of the police station or the different environments that you explore in raccoon city and yeah yeah i just really like that game and i don't (laughs) typically like horror games Mm -hmm. and that one really stuck with me so i feel like it deserves credit almost for that alone just yeah being i think it's a great entry point into that genre if you're curious or if you don't think you'll like it i think Mm -hmm. you should try it and then you'll know is Absolutely. what I would, would say. Yeah. And I also think it's more approachable than Resident Evil 7 or 8. Yeah. I think that third-person perspective... For some reason, for me, I feel like first-person is very immersive and feels more scary. Because it feels like it's yeah. you, but if you're a third-person, you can at least compartmentalize that it's a yeah. video game. Me yep. being the little scaredy cat yeah. that I am, but... A little bit dissociated from Yeah, it. I don't know. For so sure. to each their own, if you're out there. I don't know. I feel like a lot of listeners are probably in the same boat where it's like... I don't really like scary games. It's like, try this, and if you are interested in puzzle solving and narrative and cool combat, I think there's a lot to like about that game, too. Or find yourself a co-op buddy who is going to be the one to actually play it and just watch them play it. That's even less immersive. Yeah, totally. (laughs) That was what I did. Um, uh, The next one I want to throw out is kind of more influential on, like, pop culture than it is on other video games since it's so recent, Um, but I think think we have to include animal crossing horizon new horizons Horizons. because of i mean and would it be on this list if it weren't for covid the world will never know but it did so much like we were talking about the um with minecraft the students who had their graduation people got married in animal crossing Crossing, um when we couldn't have gatherings and it was just like a place for people to come together um when we couldn't actually come together and it gained so much popularity um, because of that that, like, it's really in the public eye as a video game in the way that video games aren't usually, um, like, within non-video game pop culture mm-hmm. and, um, like, in the newspaper. Like, there are stories about it in the New York Times there were when it first came out. There are a bunch of stories about it, not just reviews, but, like, stories yeah, about absolutely. it. Um, so I think, I think for those reasons it deserves to be on this list. For sure. Or at least honorable mention. I'm going to throw out a couple. Um, I want to include Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, which was on Super Nintendo, but I originally played it on the Game Boy after it was ported. I just think from a 2D perspective of Zelda, it was really striking at the time, and I think it only innovated on what the original did, so I want to include it for discussion as well, um, I'm also going to throw out Far Cry 3. Mm-hmm. Very different era of gaming, <laughs> but 
Um, akin to Far Cry, or I'm sorry, akin to Assassin's Creed 2, I think Far Cry 3 is the best of the series, and while I think from a narrative perspective the game definitely doesn't hold up anymore and some of the material can be kind of offensive, because it, it kind of, without spoiling, it has a similar storyline to Avatar of, like, an outsider coming into a native culture. It's a white saver situation. Yeah, and I just think it doesn't stand the test of time, but I think from a gameplay perspective... You have this giant open world island that you're exploring. Mm -hmm. You have these really cool hunting mechanics where you're hunting animals to then use those materials to level up your um, inventory in a sense. Like Mm -hmm. you're crafting a wallet so you can hold more money. You're crafting um, ammo bandoliers so you can carry more bullets for specific weapons and things like that. And I just really liked that ecosystem of exploring the world hunting leveling up your weapon doing these crazy story missions that had really epic set pieces and things like that um so i just always remember that game and once again i think that game was very influential on kind of the open world shooter rpg formula that came to be Mm -hmm. so that was one i wanted to throw out as well um do you have a What's your next one that you want um, to talk about? The next one I want to throw out... See, I haven't really played any Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. but I feel like it deserves as a series to be on this list. So for me, I would pick Final Fantasy VII Remake um, for that because that's the game that I have played and yeah. I just like love the gameplay mechanics and what it did with the story and for, sure. for the most part, the way that it looked. We've talked about it in the past on the podcast. Um um do you have another installation in the series you would include or here's my thing with final fantasy and i'm gonna get a lot of listeners upset with this and i'm sorry but i have tried to play so many different final fantasy games over the years over different generations um and they just haven't clicked with me until final fantasy 7 remake mm-hmm. and i just think the combat system in final fantasy 7 remake is so fun and threads the line between turn-based and action that I really enjoyed. I thought the story and cinematics were incredible, and I thought I finally really understood the love for the series after playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake to completion. So for me, that's easily my favorite Final Fantasy game. Mm -hmm. And why I say listeners are going to get mad at me is because I think people would want us to include, say, the original Final Fantasy VII or the original Final Fantasy VI these iconic games, but they just didn't click with me in the same way. So I feel like if this is the lukewarm games list and we're going off of our taste, I would include Final Fantasy VII Remake in this discussion. Yes, me too. Not saying they're bad games, the others. I'm just saying they didn't click with me enough to feel like I can give our stamp of approval Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah, and it's our list, so we should definitely include the one that I just wanted to give that disclaimer that, like, I am aware of the, like, historical significance and, like, the influence that those original games had. Yeah. Obviously very influential, but I do think Final Fantasy VII Remake will be influential in generations moving forward as a way to make turn-based JRPGs more accessible to a wider Mm -hmm. audience, especially a Western-centric audience. Yeah. I think, yeah. So, along those same lines, though, on a JRPG note... I would include Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, as a way of, once again, I don't play a ton of JRPGs, but the ones that I do, I get very invested in, and Persona 5 was a game that I played a significant amount. I have nowhere near beaten, but 
I, I really enjoy it. I've watched a lot of streams of people playing it, and I just right. really enjoy that gameplay loop of existing in Japan, and mm-hmm. the music is amazing. Yeah. The characters are so cool, and getting to do that balance of managing like your social systems and jobs and things like that during the school day to then go into mm-hmm. dungeons at night, I think is just a really cool gameplay balance of yeah. different... It mixes it up and keeps the pace really interesting as you continue sure. to play it, which is why I can see why people have played so many hours of the series. Right. So definitely want to include Persona that 5. in the discussion. And are we not... We're doing Persona 5 proper, not Persona 5 Royal? I haven't actually started Persona 5 Royal. I played a fair bit of Persona 5 base game, and I want to play Persona 5 Royal. That's kind of why I've been putting off going back to 5, because I know I should just win it. Do Royal instead. I've just been so busy the last few weeks catching up on current releases that it's been hard to make time for a game that I know is going to take me upwards of 100 hours to really see to the finish. And I want to, it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, fair enough. That's... You know, that's why I haven't sunk my teeth very much into it either. I think I did start Royal, but I uh, didn't get far enough to really compare it to what I saw of you in Persona 5 sure. proper. And I also didn't see that much of Persona 5 when you played it. So, you know, we really are a pair. <laughs> Each played yeah. different versions of the game, but can't compare them. Well, and especially now that I have a fully functioning PC, I want to play Persona 4 Golden, which was the Vita game that originally came out in 2012, but it was mm-hmm. recently released on Steam. Oh, right on. And so I'd love to dive into that one because I think it would be interesting to play that one and then also play 5 because it Persona is one of those series that at least from like longtime fans when I hear like Barrett Courtney of Kind of Funny talk about it or Blessing Adioye from Kind of Funny talk about it, it seems like whatever your first one was is the one you love the most. Mm -hmm. Like your entry point into the series is the one that sticks with you as far as like the cast of characters and things like that. Yeah, right on. um, Do you have Um, another one you want to throw out? I, you got me thinking about it and now I'm thinking about um, Yakuza. Yakuza. Like a dragon, which once again, what a game! Haven't myself played, but I watched you play so much of it, and it was one of those games where like you'd be like, "All right, you're going to bed. I guess I'll start playing this game," and then I'd stay up for an extra hour or two because I just got so engrossed in watching the you play the The game. The story is so cool, and it's so over the top. And this is another JRPG with a turn-based battle system that really grabbed me, Mm -hmm. and I, I got very into. I haven't beaten this one either because. I started it around the holidays along with like three other things and I got a decent chunk of the way into all of them, but never finished any of them. Mm -hmm. It was like this and Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs and Sackboy, a big adventure that I started all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, but specifically Yakuza is such a cool game and I've played other entries in the series, but for whatever reason, the story of Ichiban really stuck with me. And I think the game's representation of the homeless is really interesting and important and I think will be influential Mm -hmm. going forward of depicting homeless people in a positive light which I feel like the media doesn't really yeah for sure Liana Rupert from Game Informer did a great piece about how um, she really identified with the game as at one point in her life she was homeless and she wrote a really great feature for Game Informer about why representing homeless people in a positive light is really important and yeah, so I just, I respected this game even more than I already did after reading that and playing it myself. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, so we're in agreement good on that pick, one. For good sure. pick, Do you have any more that you think I we should consider? I have so many. It's 
I had I think I should just start rattling things off. What do you think? All right, let's do it. Okay, so I'm gonna throw out Doom, um, specifically the original on PC, just as like an influential first-person shooter game. I want to throw out. Um, once again, I, I have to narrow it down. Um, I want to put Mortal Kombat, um, Mortal Kombat Nine specifically on PS3 and Xbox. I want to throw out Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two or Three, just as a fun game that I loved, loved, loved growing up. Um, I'm gonna throw out. I really love XCOM enemy unknown on the 360 i think it brought strategy turn-based strategy games in an interesting way to console i think we haven't put a sims game on here but sims 3 is probably worthy of being on okay. here at least for discussion purposes I don't know i've never like... played a sims game i think if oh, okay. i had i would probably honestly i think it's it. kind of your shit because just how much you like the decorating aspect of Animal Crossing and things like I that, do, I do, and that's kind of why I've never gotten into it. Because I know it would just take over my life. Sure, um, <laughs> I also am blown away. I haven't included it up until this point, but Gone Home, one of my favorite say. narrative-based games. Um, what Remains of Edith Finch should be on the list. Journey should be on the list somewhere potentially. Um, I know I included Batman Arkham Asylum already, but I think Batman Arkham City could be on the list. Just the way it, the mm -hmm. open world is so amazing. Um, I think we didn't include like some arcade titles, but um, Pac-Man. Oh yeah, I would throw out Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man. Pick a side interchangeable maybe miss pac-man i think miss pac-man was the one i played the yeah most, same that's so why I'm <laughs> that's that's fair that's fine with for me. me that was the more influential um of the two. Oh, fall i want to include a fallout game oh yeah fallout um four or three three would be my favorite of the series and also very influential for many a reason um you have pokemon go but i wouldn't i would include just like maybe say like game GBA, just say Pokemon GBA mm -hmm. as an all-encompassing whatever All version <laughs> was your version. I think right. it just, you know what I mean? Whatever yeah. your entry point into it, I think is worth discussing. For um, sure. I also want Bloodborne on this list. Um, as someone who's not typically into Souls games, I think the environments and world design of Bloodborne are impeccable and made me want to keep playing mm -hmm. um that's one i really enjoyed yeah i kind of want to put ori on the list please do potentially yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna say um the original i know we're going a little fast and loose right now listeners but i think we're gonna go over them i think it's better it down, just so. to get things yeah. on the list and then we can go from there um did you I, say doom already has that been put i on said the list? doom okay i said doom um i wanted to include the witcher 3 also as far as i oh, think yeah. that's definitely the best fantasy rpg i've ever played and it's also the largest open world i've ever played with i've never had anxiety while playing an open world game but i did with this game because it's just so large mm -hmm. it's so daunting to jump into but it's an incredible game and i think the level of detail in that game and that's another game similar to mass effect 2 where i think the side quests mm -hmm. are something really special 
Um, For sure. I want to include... We've hit on most of the things that I feel like are a must must. Yeah, I think include I think for so. me personally. I want to put Portal 2 on there just for discussion. We'll because figure out which one we I, end up well, it, with. Well, like, the first one is more novel because it's the first time experimenting with those mechanics, but I think I prefer the second one just because of the lengthier campaign, mm-hmm. the the characters and interactions you have with like Wheatley, voiced by Stephen Merchant, I think is one of my favorite characters. Like he's only in Portal Two, so I think, like that's really special. Yeah. Um, I know we have a bunch of Mario titles, but I also think Super Mario World, which, um, was on Super Nintendo, but I played on I think Game Boy originally, uh-huh. or maybe Wii Virtual Console, a whole lot. But anyway, level design is impeccable. Arguably the best two D platformer ever made in that regard there's just ah, there's so many games i just want to keep listing stuff i Um, think we've like you said i think we've got i think i want to keep the biggest ones i have a few more that i want to include okay um what's what do you still want to include i just feel like there's more indie downloadable games that i'm such a champion of that we haven't touched on the Unfinished Swan is one I love. We have What Remains of Edith Finch, but I think Unfinished Swan is a really special game. Um, I'm trying to think if we haven't touched on... Are there any, like, genres that aren't represented on our list? We don't have any racing games. We have Mario Kart. That's true. <laughs> From, like, a maybe for a realistic racer perspective, I think Forza Horizon... Okay. I ...series could be included. Don't have a strong love for the genre so i don't typically either but forza horizon similar to final fantasy 7 remake made me interested because it was mm-hmm. so well done that i think it's worth exploring um i also want to throw out one more assassin's creed i think assassin's creed for black flag could be included on this list as just the best pirate game and i haven't played sea of the sea of thieves recent update so i think that could be part of the conversation but um i think that's worth throwing out there Mm -hmm. um okay okay i also want to just put out a disclaimer that i've never played a half-life game okay so i can't really speak to that i've also never played world of warcraft which i know are like i feel like those are two games i always see on these types of lists but once again disclaimer that haven't played it so I, i can't speak to that exactly um I feel like that's a pretty good... I mean, we don't have 70. any sports games. Are there any, Ooh. like, Maddens or NBAs or... That's the thing. I love a good sports game, and I play a fair number of sports games. There are very few that I would, like, hang my hat on that this needs to be on the best game of all time mm-hmm. list. Or most influential in this most case. Most influential? I mean, maybe... I know from the 2K perspective, NBA 2K11 was a big deal because that's the one that included the Michael Jordan story mode that mm-hmm. kind of let you relive iconic moments in sports. Mm-hmm. And that kind of paved the way for more like narrative-based sports games in the more recent genre. But that's not even one that I wouldn't like stand by, so I don't even well, know how worthy that honorable is. Honorable mention, and it'll probably get cut when we narrow it down to 50, but sure. that's fine. Just... I don't know. I want to be, like, all-inclusive for games on this list with mm-hmm. listeners just so there's, you know, representation of different games that you like. For sure. Um, 
think we, we have didn't throw out Tomb good. Raider. I really like the Tomb Raider reboot series. Okay, which one would you put on here? Um, personally, Rise of the Tomb Raider, I think, is the best in the series of the new trilogy mm -hmm. that they've done. And I think Crystal Dynamics really shined with just absolutely really fun gameplay. I think the mm -hmm. gameplay of Tomb Raider is better than the gameplay of Uncharted, just from... A mechanical standpoint but i think the story suffers a little bit so once again don't know if that game will hang but i think it's worth discussing nonetheless yeah, sure. yeah i think this this is another recent one but i feel like ghost of Tsushima deserves to be discussed potentially and sorry for the long pause y'all i'm just like processing through i think let's stick with that that's okay. our we have 75, 75. games so 15 and we gotta well, no, 25. We're, we're going to 20, 50. 25, yes. 25. Yes, right? Sorry, okay. math. No, you're good. Math is hard sometimes. It's all good. Um, yeah, I like this list. I think it encompasses a lot of our tastes. Mm -hmm. I'm sure as soon as we're done recording this, we're going to be very upset with ourselves that we forget X, Y, or Z game. Yeah, but that's true. That I think <laughs> the one, it, it's more significant that these are the games that came to mind when we yeah, were having this discussion. So. We're an hour and 20 minutes in, listeners. Um, so, but, you know, if you enjoy Claire and I rambling on for 50 episodes, like, you're here for it. You know what <laughs> you're getting true. into. So, but for this week, I think we will call it good there and pick up this discussion in next week's episode as this ran a, quite a bit longer than we anticipated. But the discussion has been really fun. So, with that, thank you so much, listeners, for listening to this week's episode. Some quick housekeeping items please subscribe to our show on your podcast platform of choice we are now officially on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher and more if you enjoy our podcast consider supporting us on patreon at patreon.com slash lukewarm games for exclusive podcasts and more you can go ahead and follow at lukewarm games on twitter to get the latest updates on our show and with that have a fantastic week cheers and happy gaming <laughs>